Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Achtel Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin Set no substitute. Oh, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another edition of Achtung Level. We're doing another random fixture from the past today. Um, and today's year is not related to 2004 or 5, as in the, the past couple of episodes, strangely. Today we do have a random year, 1964. So... We're looking at the moment, or I am looking, I'm using the royal we there on our dear listeners. But I'm looking at um, a copy of the Thanet Times, that's Thanet as in Kent, dated August the, um, the 18th, 1964, um, featuring a pre-season warm-up game for the Lions uh, between Ramsgate, Ramsgate 1, Millwall 3, Mill team for this Pre-season fixture, great, some great names in this team. In goal, we've got Alex Stepney, then the back line of John Gilchrist, Brian Snowden, Chris Hurley, and Dennis John, replacing the, I imagine replacing the second half by Harry Cripps. Across the midfield, we have Barry Rowan on the on the, on the imagine on the left. Anyone can, can anyone correct me? I put him on the left in this in this four four two lineup. Did uh, Barry play on the left? I'm guessing as a winger. I'm putting him on the left. Correct me if I'm wrong, dear listeners. And then in the centre we have Dave Harper, Ken Jones, Billy Neal on the on the right. I've put him here, replaced by Cheese Wright. I can't find a, a Christian name for Cheese Wright. He didn't feature in the following season. This is a pre-season game, so I'm guessing a kind of a trialist or something of that ilk. Up front we have Len Julians and Jimmy Whitehouse. So this is a pre-season game played at Ramsgate. Um, first thing that strikes me, I'm just looking at this copy of the Thanet Times, I will post this because it's it's kind of um touching in a way because this is local press and this the the the, the extent of the sports coverage for the Thanet times the, the local press in, in before the advent of the internet was extensive you had journalists covering all sorts of, of sporting fixtures so you've got a fairly um in-depth match report and I, I will read it verbatim shortly um, as I say, it's a 3-1 win for the Lions in this pre-season game. But you've got two great action shots from the game. The Lions wearing their classic white shirt with a blue band kit. Um, and I'm guessing that uh, Ramsgate are in red and white stripes. Their, their modern colours are red and white. So I'm guessing that's that was the so back then. 
But if you look across the re- the rest of um, a broadsheet local newspaper, the you know there's, there's there's reports on motorcycle racing. Great shot of a Margate rider Jim Wally taking part at uh, a mo- motorcycle event at Ramsgate Airport. Um, you've got cricket reports, not just the score sheets. You've got an actual account of the game, and so on. Ten pin bowling, Rose Bowl, at um, the XL Bowling Centre in Margate, and so on and so forth. It, it really is striking how the local press, before the advent, the the the, the both uh, the gift of the internet and the destruction of the internet, how much. Um, in-depth coverage was given to local sport by the the old local newspapers. So this is the Thanet Times, dated 18th of August 1964. The headline of the uh, of the report is Mill Match, a perfect warm-up for the Rams. Bags of grit and thrills, says the journalist. Ramsgate 1, Mill 3. Uh, so the account says, 4th Division defenders, we were a 4th Division side back in these far-off days, listeners, Fourth Division defenders are noted exponents of grit in the tackle and beef in their clearances. And they were seen in all their glory at Southwood Road on Thursday when Millwall gave Ramsgate something of the runaround in a hard-fought pre-season friendly. The result, of course, was not important, but the final score reflected their superiority. We can, you know, <laughs> we can still push around Ramsgate, it seems. Um, the Ramsgate forwards will surely not, not meet a tougher rear guard for many a long day, and it was not until the dying seconds that Tommy Robertson uh, found a chink in the armour to clip the arrears. Um, Mill set a hot pace and maintained it. Their forwards chased every ball enthusiastically, and the brawny backs, all towering six-footers and tough as granite, went in hard. I'm going to read that back line again for you. John Grill, Chris, Brian Snowden, Chris Hurley, Dennis John, Harry Cripps' replacement. Brawny, six-footers, towering, granite, hard men. Um, old school, old school mill backline. The reporter says this is just a test that will serve the Rams well in good, or in good stead in the early weeks of the coming campaign. And they fought for out in a manner that would have been pleasing to their watching player manager, Joe MacDonald. Uh, the defenders had quite a gruelling evening, but they showed sufficient form to indicate that most attacks in the Southern League Division 1 will find them um, a quick covering and able units. Millwall won almost every ball in the air, just whipping through it here. Uh, and Tony Richardson on view had a thin night against Snowden. Pick of the front line were the wingmen Charlie McGlinchey and Billy Younger. At times, both sides played some highly attractive soccer. On view was the experienced Mill centre forward Len Julians, a former Leighton Orient and Arsenal man. Will no doubt prove quite a thorn in many a, a fourth division rear guard this season with his happy knack of snapping up the half-chance, a goal-scorer, Len Julians. Uh, In the first half, Mill gave a run-out to their new signing from Dover. Right-winger Barry Rowan. Now, Barry Rowan um, was, until quite recently, on the staff at the Den. Um, I don't know if he still is. I believe not. Correct me if I'm wrong, dear listeners. But he's a snappy right-winger. Whether or not he will gain a first-team place remains to be seen. Uh, For the other outside right on the books, the former Peterborough flyer Roy Senior gave Mike Pardy something of a roasting in the second half, so Barry Brown was replaced by Roy Senior. Um, Mill team, as I say, Stepney, Gilchrist, John, replaced by Cripps, Harper, Snowden, Hurley, Wilson, Rowan, replaced by Senior, Whitehouse, Julians, Jones, Neil, replaced by one cheese right. Um, so a good warm-up for a season to come that was actually quite successful. This was under the management of Billy Gray, 
And I will come back to Billy Grace shortly because he's a name that I feel um, that we haven't mentioned enough on this podcast and probably we ought to have done. And his name probably ought to be better known throughout the the, um, the Mill support because he was a great manager for us and a successful manager. And this was a successful season, 1964-65. So this has been a warm-up game played just before the opening game of the season on the 22nd of August, a 4-1 win away at Stockport. Goals for Whitehouse, Curran, uh, Dwight and John, the penalty. And this was a successful season, as I say. With fourth division, Billy Gray came, Billy Gray came in and took us from basically from Division 4 up to promotion to Division 2 before he would leave the club in slightly sad and unfortunate circumstances. We'll come on to that in a moment. Um, but this season will be a successful one for the Lions. We'd finished second in Division 4, um, second to Brighton, who were champions that season. We finished second uh, with 62 points. Back then it was two points for a win, 23 wins, 16 draws and 7 losses, 78 goals scored. And 45 conceded, so 62 points, as it would have given us uh, back then in those times. So Billy Gray, as I say, um, a great manager for Millwall, and possibly one of the lesser, li- lesser, one of the lesser known names at the club. So I'm just going to get his Wikipedia, quite an extensive Wikipedia page on him. William Patrick Gray, born in 1927, played. He was born in Dinnington, which is up north, uh, Dinnington Colliery, so mining um, country, mining stock. Um, played for Leighton Orient, Chelsea, Burnley, Nottingham Forest in his time and finished his career in the early 60s at Millwall. England B International, one cap for England B in 1950. And then his, probably his most successful stint as a manager was at Millwall. 60, 1963 to 66, he managed the Lions, took us from Division 4, and got us promoted from Division 3, a very successful name. I'll just read the, the section in um, Wiki here. Gray took over third division strugglers, Millwall, as player manager on the end of his playing career in November 63. And despite relegation to the fourth division, he then guided the club to successive promotions through 1964 and 65. A falling out with the club's directors, and I'll come back to that in a moment, led to his departure from the den in May 1966 after promotion had been secured. They then moved across London to take over manager of third division strugglers Brentford, but failed to save the bees from relegation to the fourth division. But he did keep the cash-strapped club afloat in mid-table for the majority of 66 to 67, uh, before following chairman Jack Dunnett away from Griffin Park to Notts County. And he remained at Meadow Lane until September 1968, uh, he then left football management and worked as a groundsman, strangely, at, at Meadow Lane uh, and, and the city ground, Nottingham Forest. Um, and he was, then became a greengrocer and convenience store manager on Woolerton Road, Woolerton Road in Nottingham, which seems a strange, um, strange finish to a career because he was a successful manager at Millwall and, you know, built, he was building a side that would have gone further, um, in my opinion. He, he he took us to the second division. Benny Fenton would take over the the basis of his squad and then would build toward the the, the near-miss season that was 1971-72. But Billy Gray certainly built a framework for the club to start to think of itself as a Division Two side with aspirations to look upwards. So to finish your... Um, management career as a groundsman, at, you know, at, at, at Notts County and, and at Nottingham Forest, just seems, and then running a, 
a convenience or just seemed a strange way to, to finish a substantial football career. So I just wanted to look at the reasons why Billy Gray, uh, manager of this today's um, side, the random fixture side, um, why did he come to leave Millwall? This was probably the earliest days of what came to be called football hooliganism. And there was a famous um, incident in the 65-66 season at Brentford where a hand grenade was thrown onto the pitch. Uh, the, the, the explosive charge had been removed, so it was no problem. It was a dud. But a hand grenade got thrown on the pitch. Um, and that was followed a few weeks later by a uh, pitch invasion, fighting on the terraces at QPR, and, you know, various shenanigans of, of that kind. At the time, Billy Gray took to the PA announcing, um, you know, uh, the loudspeaker at Loftus Road to call for order and to call for um, fans to clear the pitch and to show uh, sportsmanship. QPR beaten us this day, 6-1, and an announcement had gone out, apparently, that if the um, fighting didn't stop or the pitch invasions didn't stop, the game would be called off, which inspired yet more um, pitch invasions. So there's a, an article here, and this is in the, I think it's the Sunday People. Yes, it is. The People, dated April the 3rd, 1966. Um, Billy Gray will quit Millwall, says their journalist Sam Bartram. Billy Gray, the manager who has driven Millwall from the 4th Division to the top of the 3rd Division, will quit next month. So uh, at the end of the season, effectively. He will break the news of his intended walkout to a board meeting this week. Mills directors can hardly be surprised. I know that some of them are aware that the 38-year-old Gray, manager for two and a half years, is not happy about his relationship with the board. There has been board criticism about Gray's loudspeaker appeal at QPR uh, a week ago when Millwall fans invaded the pitch in an attempt to get the match abandoned because their side was losing. There has been more criticism of Gray's public assessment of Hull City as likely a champions of the Division 3 than Millwall. The result is that Gray, who has no contract at the Den, feels he cannot continue to work in the present atmosphere at the Den. This is the third time that Gray had nearly split with Millwall. He is tipped to join Chelsea's staff as number two to Tommy Doherty. Um, that never happened. He went on to, um, to Brentford. Um, and there's been a constant talk of resignation over the course of his, of his tenure. Mickey Purser, Mill Chairman, had to issue a programme statement that Mr Gray and I are in complete harmony. Um, there are other um, plum management uh, situations vacant, Wolves and Middlesbrough among them. Gray was born in the North East and he has business interests in the Midlands and is not planning an immediate move to another club. But he is determined to leave Millwall and feels a change will benefit his career. He is set on going even if his team are promoted, which we were. Um, Benny Fenton took over for the final two games of 65-66, uh, um, which was a third division season that saw us promoted to Division 2. So um, I think the, 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 the gripe seems to have been his loudspeaker appeal to clear the pitch. I think one of the directors, don't know who, might have been Persa, might have been A.N. Ava, um, was critical of Billy Gray's um, words and his um, taking to the loudspeaker at this the QPR match. And on a point of principle, Gray left the club, and that was a big loss because he was a very successful manager for us. As I say, less successful elsewhere, um, but certainly with, with Millwall, he, like so many before and after, found it the, the theatre where his best work was, was done. 
Billy Gray, um, a name that should be better known. Um, he's, he's passed away now, passed away in 2011, aged 83. A great Millwall manager, and uh, hats off to Billy Gray. So there we are. That's the Fanet Times report of Ramsgate 1, Mill 3. Start of a successful season for the Mill side and Billy Gray. I think that's probably about as much as we can say. I will post an image of this wonderful, wonderful uh, local newspaper and a link to Billy Gray's Wikipedia page because I think he's a name that should be better known by Mill fans generally. So thank you for listening to this little um, uh, short, sharp, nostalgic episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you're enjoying these these um, episodes that I'm doing. Do let me know. And um, I've done a recording with Ryan Loftus that will be edited and online later today so you probably get it as a bit of a double header lucky lucky people thank you for listening to this this show dear listeners and arriva dirty millwall bye for now thank you for listening to Aston millwall if you enjoyed the show please head over to apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review arriva dirty millwall till next time softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.